live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network. Lobs in zone for Stoops. He caught it. He caught it. Drake Stoops touchdown with Bob Stoops on the sideline. You gotta be kidding me! What a moment! It's the T Row in the morning show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Ball stolen, layup blocked by Shagwa. Get that out of here. Rock the Shagwa. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Law Offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. Casey Thompson back to pass under pressure. We got him! Danny Stutzman! It's a sack! Crossover, Cortez pivots in the paint. He'll shoot from there and he got it! He got it! It's the Bichon Show in Norman! Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. And 22 days to the spring game. Just remind y'all, in case any of you forgot, have amnesia. It's the Oklahoma Sooners and the Texas Longhorns. Here we go. And 22 days to the spring game. Hour two, T-Row in the morning show. Toby and TJ back with you Friday morning. Oh, boy. Headed to Arlington today. 6.30 tonight, game one, OU Texas. Great pitching matchup tonight. D1 Baseball released their updated top 100 starting pitchers in college baseball yesterday. Jake Bennett, number 10. And uh, Pete Hansen, who Texas will throw tonight, number 14. Both left-handers. So that's your matchup tonight. I mean, every Friday night in conference play is going to be great, but this ought to be special tonight. 6.30, we will have simulcast broadcast tonight. So full pregame starting at 6 o'clock. George Frazier joining me on the call tonight. Then we will go simulcast with TV on Valley Sports Extra tonight and Soonersports.tv. That will be at 6.30. Tomorrow and Sunday, both start at noon. Those games will be ESPN Productions on TV, ESPN 2 on Saturday, Big ESPN on Sunday. Uh, and Blake Brewster will join me for the radio call on both of those games, starting with an 11.30 pregame. So we're going to have a quick turnaround after tonight's game, getting ready for Saturday. How about a little audio here, TJ? Uh, Sooners win the uh, first Bedlam matchup of the season on Tuesday. They took two out of three from Baylor over the weekend. Jimmy Crooks says they're carrying momentum into OU Texas this weekend. Momentum is a big thing for us. And, you know, um, you know, winning that Baylor series and going to the BOSU that Tuesday was, you know, one of was awesome. I think it shows that we're, uh, you know, we have a lot of fight in us. We're not going to, you know, give in. And, you know, we're just going to do our thing and just, you know, battle back and battle back until, you know, we win. So, Jimmy, uh, 
really started to hit his stride on that homestand. He hit 400 on the homestand, over 400, and uh, is continuing to play good ball. And defensively, TJ, he's oh, really he's big key alive. on big key on uh, that Bedlam matchup. So yeah, excellent. Be interesting to see if either of these teams try to run this weekend because both catchers. Arduan for Texas, Crooks for OU have been really good defensively. So they both teams have speed. OU's stolen a bunch more bases than Texas, but uh, both these catchers have been so good. I don't know if anybody will try to run. Tanner Treadaway is another guy swinging a hot bat right now. He talked about um, what it is like for a college kid to get to play in a major league ballpark. Well, I think anytime you play at a, at a big park, it's it's a big moment for yourself and your team. Um, I mean, at least for us, you know, being, you know, college athletes, like being on that big stage is is um, is different. And even when there's like nobody in the stands, it's different. You know, it's just it's just like the atmosphere of the stadium, um, just everything that it brings to the table, I think, really um, gets people kind of like hyped up and stuff. And so, you know, you have to learn how to control your emotions and just be in the moment and um yeah, I mean, against Texas, it's going to be it's going to be incredible. I'm, I'm glad we've been able to play in that stadium a lot this year already. Um, kind of helps us, you know, feel comfortable at least with the environment and um, kind of like the angles of the field and stuff. I know, like for me, for the outfield and stuff, like I got to know the angles of the wall and like different things like that. So um, I think it's really good that we've had that we've had that before, and uh, we'll be ready to go this weekend. I think that's one thing that maybe. Um, I don't know if the average fan understands it or not. Maybe they do. I don't know what they do or don't understand. But, you know, in football, it's cool to play in an NFL stadium or whatever, but a stadium's a stadium, you know? I mean, like, Owen Field's big. Most, uh, not most, a lot of college stadiums are bigger than NFL stadiums, TJ. Uh, so not to say going into Jerry World isn't a cool deal, but it's not massively different environment-wise than playing a home game or, uh, you know, a road game against a big team. Same for basketball. You know, an arena is an arena. It's cool to get to play in the Paycom Center, but basketball players play in arenas all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not that big of a difference. Now, if you go play in a Final Four in a dome, that's a big difference. But your average, you know, go to Kansas City and play in an arena, that's no big deal. I mean, they shoot in arenas all the time. Baseball is a massive difference. It is a really big deal to these guys when they get to play in a major league park. Like everything about it, the amenities of the clubhouse, the size of the stadium, the big screens, uh, it's not like playing at Eldale Mitchell or O'Brate Stadium or any of these college stadiums they play in. So they, they get jacked up about it. Yeah, and that's the dream. I mean, that's where they want to be. That's where they want to play. So to get to do that and experience it is cool because some of them, they may be really good in college. They may, uh, you know, get drafted, have pretty decent minor league career and hold on for a while, but still never get to that stage and play in that that's major league ballpark. So yeah. they're traveling around on buses, playing in little, you know, double A, single A ballparks or whatever it may be and may never even get the opportunity to to play in a, a, the Ranger Stadium or anything on that level. So, yeah. No, that's a great point. Football, this, you may get cut off the practice squad or something, but if you hold on for a game or two, you're at least on the sidelines for a lot of that. You experience it uh, maybe before you're cut. Baseball, you may never get there, so it's it's cool for them, I bet. Yeah, there's still there's a there's a 
kid-like quality watching these guys win. Now, this team, they're about to play their 10th game in one tonight, so they might be used to it at this point. But they walk out of the dugout and look around. It's kind of a bad news bear situation, you know? They're all <laughs> spinning around going, oh, my God. The Astrodome, look at this. Yeah. So, uh, but this will be the 10th, 11th, and 12th games this year that OU has played in a major league park. And, you know, as long as they don't finish in ninth place, they're playing some more because mm-hmm. the Big 12 tournament's going to be down there come late May. So pretty cool. I'm trying to think of Texas. Let me look at their schedule here. Oh, yeah, what well, Texas was down to Houston. Duh. Yeah, they played in front of 24,000 in that LSU game down there. And the next day against UCLA, they had over 12,000. So, well, in a Texas home game, they have, gosh, 9,000, something like that. I watched their, I'm such a dork. I watched their Texas A&M game last night. And that place was packed on Tuesday for that Texas A&M game. So they play in big crowds quite a bit, in front of big crowds quite a bit. But very intrigued to see what the crowds are like. This weekend, I think you said eleven or twelve mm-hmm. yesterday is what you thought. I think the weather's going to be good. Um, game times are good; they don't conflict with Final Four or WrestleMania or anything like that. So, I hope so. I hope so, and that'll be good for OU if they can get ten thousand plus. Uh, that'll be really good for the Oklahoma baseball program uh, financially going forward with all the things they're wanting to do and everything. Not to mention it'll create some fun environments this weekend. But, man, I was looking over Texas's numbers last night, putting some things together. Golly. I mean, this is a team that went to the College World Series last year and has a ton of that talent back. They are, as a team, hitting 321. Just crushing Holy the ball. Cow. They've got two guys hitting over 400. Murphy Staley is at 472 on the year. And Ivan Melendez is hitting 412, and he's got 13 home runs, TJ. And they're not playing scrubs, you know. I mean, Texas has played a difficult schedule. And they have, you know, what what Texas has most often been in recent years is they can pitch it but can't hit for much. Small ball. Right. Not this team. They can pitch it like they always pitched it, and they absolutely can rake and hit for power. 42 home runs as a team. OU, by comparison, has hit 16. 321 team batting average, far and away the best in the Big 12. Uh, Two guys over 400 and five guys batting over 300. They're normally... Light-hitting shortstop, Trey Faltini, who until this year has never hit for much in his career. He's really fast. You don't want him to get on, but he doesn't hit for much. He's just an outstanding glove. Like, he's going to be in the bigs if he can. You know, the the word with him was if he could ever figure it out with the stick, he's going to be in the bigs because his glove is Zaragoza-esque. He's hitting three twenty-seven this year with 10 home runs. I mean, they have been unbelievable. Now, 
They've lost three of their last four coming into tonight. But it was Texas Tech and Texas A&M, so nothing to sneeze at there. But we'll see if Jake Bennett can quiet uh, what has been a very loud Texas lineup so far this year. Sounds uh, sounds salty. <laughs> Gosh, those are some big numbers. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, – I mean, we're deep into the season, you know. We're – how many games? Well, I mean, you're a month and a half 20... in. Two months in now. A month and a half, this two months in. This will be the in. 28th game tonight yeah. for Texas. And they got a guy hitting 472 and another hitting 412. And they're everyday guys. So, no, Jeez. it's it's a big job. Now, that's a big ballpark. Globe Life plays big. We'll see if that has an impact. Not that you can't hit a home run in Globe Life, but it plays big. So we'll see uh, what kind of an impact that has. Ivan Melendez is a monster. I mean, just last weekend he went 9 for 12 against Texas Tech with three home runs. They hit 11 home runs in that Tech series as a team. OU's hit 16 all year. They hit 11 in a series. You're making me less and less comfortable about this weekend no, as you go I was along feeling here. Lot, no, I was feeling a lot better at it until I started looking through their notes last night. I was like, geez, these guys are really good. Uh, okay, break time. 405-329-9000 if you'd like to call in. Long distance, 866-355-5733. Clay Overcash at 735. OTD at 805. Craig Way at 830 this morning. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. Toby and TJ back on the rev. It is the T-Row in the Morning Show. This hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Terry and Jackie Saxon, home of the $8.99 listing fee, saving you thousands of dollars on the sale of your home. Give Terry a call, 405-361-3380. Great customer service all the way through the sale of your home. Same you would get from any other realtor, just a lot less out of your pocket. SaxonRealtyGroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Hey, TJ, has Tom Brady taken a backseat to the Cardinals in scumbaggery? Um, Cardinals are the biggest scumbags there is, so no. Those dirty, nasty fans of theirs. Well, I gotta, I gotta read something related to that to you in a bit. Look, go ahead. I'm gonna, I gotta find it here, but go ahead, keep going. The guy that sent in George Orwell, 1984, says 1984 equals title of a book required reading in my high school long ago. Can't believe you didn't know anything about it. You should read it ASAP. I'm aware of the book. What does it have to do that, with anything? That's what I don't understand. Yeah, I know the the book. I know the author. I, you know. Uh, my question was, why was that sent in? Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, maybe we said something about 1984, so he sent that in. I don't, but I don't remember saying anything about that year or anything. So, right, we're trying to see what it, uh, what, what you're referring to and why. What you are you sent talking that. about, dude? Why yeah. did you send 1984 to us? <laughs> I may have read it in high school too. I don't think I did. I don't think that was required at my high school, but I know the book. Uh, good morning from beautiful Clearwater, Florida. How many days until the spring game? Have a great day, Boomer. 
and 22 days till the spring game. Just remind y'all, in case any of you forgot, have amnesia. <laughs> have amnesia. Okay, here we go. Uh, the Oklahoman did a story on Max McGuire today. Yes. Talking about, you know, growing up being Mark's kid and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Uh, I, this paragraph I thought of you. He recalls spending summers with his father, attending practices, and mingling with some of baseball's biggest names. His fondest memory is when he attended the Cardinals' Game 6 comeback win in the World Series over the Texas Rangers. I no longer longer (laughs) like this kid. (laughs) That's his fondest memory of all of the things he got to watch his dad do. That game well, it's the, is his fondest It's maybe memory. the greatest World Series game of all time. I get it. I'm on the wrong end of it. So my memory's a little bit different than his. Right. I. It's been a long time since I've, uh, you know, felt this way the about wound. a college kid. You know, now I'm hurt. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> the wound is open. <laughs> I don't know if Max and I will be able to uh, repair the relationship now. So goodness gracious. What a haunting memory. Uh, thanks for reminding me of it, Max. Have they officially announced what the number OU is looking to raise for the new stadium is, or are they just wanting to upgrade for right now? I think it was $15 million, right? When the uh... Yeah, and they've never been looking to build a new baseball stadium, just renovate the existing. No, a couple of years back, they released all of those architectural renderings yes of the renovations that they want to do to Eldale Mitchell Park and I, I I don't have it in front of me but I my my memory tells me it was 15 million at the time which maybe uh, inflation has raised that but I think that's right and they've been getting donations along the way in, in uh, bits and pieces 15 million now is just the fuel cost for the construction company at yeah, this point. No, so, yeah, it's, it's probably 20. You're probably right. I mean, it's it's probably 20 million. That was pre-pandemic, so uh, probably 20 million. Uh, you mentioned facial recognition. That's why the guy is talking about the book 1984. Okay. All right. Well, that makes sense now. Oh, is that, so is that what's in? I haven't read nineteen. Big Brother is watching you, 1984. Recogn- We're getting a bunch of those. 1984 Here. is about government control. Uh, face okay. technology. Okay. All right. Well, now I get it. Now I understand. I've never read the book, so. Let me explain something to people. <laughs> when you send a text in, you've got to speak slowly and explain things to us. We ain't real bright, okay? So, uh, my apologies. You think we wrote them books when we were in high school? We didn't read them. That's right. We were. I was reading about sports. Reading the back of baseball cards. TJ, you're making us Ranger fans look bad. There's only a few of us. You're better than that. How am I making them look bad? By saying Cardinals are uh, scumbags? Hmm. I said uh, it was the greatest World Series game of all time. We're just on the wrong end of it. What, what, what would that be making a Ranger fan look bad? I think just your general attitude probably is embarrassing to other Ranger fans. Well, good. That Ranger fan can suck it. What else you got? <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, geez, Teddy, read a book. <laughs> this one says, 
Um, Has everybody read 1984? I guess so. That's all the text here are. I think the texture was referring to uh, 1984 was a conversation having earlier. Big Brother is watching, feeling that may have prompted that text. Uh, okay. <laughs> when did 1984 come out? Obviously not in 1984. No. It was about how the world's going to change in 1984, right? So how old were we? No idea. Uh, I, I mean, we were 11 in 1984. It's the, the novel came out in 1949. No, it was not required reading in my school, nor have I ever read the book 1984. I understand it's a famous book, but w did everybody in the world read 1984 other than us? Maybe so. Maybe that was the case. Jeez. All right. If Sorry, I read it, it didn't stupid. make an impression on me. Uh, this one says, I don't read books. I watched the movie. It was a movie. I think John Goodman was in it, if I remember correctly. But I didn't. I think I've seen the movie, but I don't remember it. Like, I don't. it doesn't stand out to me. Uh, a lot of Cardinal fans getting after me. Look, Cardinal fans. Uh, yeah, I know your history. I don't care. All right? They are great fans. Though. Oh, such great fans. Losers. This one says the team in general makes the Ranger fans look bad. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> There's a lot of history there with that. How good are the Rangers going to be this year? Uh, World Series contenders. <sighs> easily, easily. No, they'll be improved. You know, they'll be, uh, I mean, obviously they had the biggest spending spree in the offseason, so we'll see if that works out. This Cardinal fan says uh, congratulations on your horrible spending spree this offseason. Uh, 500-plus million they spent this offseason, so... They're hoping to make a jump this year, and then uh, the young guys that are about ready to emerge come up within the next year or two, and they're contenders. What was by, their biggest pickup? Uh, Lighter. They drafted Lighter, and he's a, he's starting at uh, Double A. Oh, the biggest pickup as far as yeah, free uh, agency. They, uh, Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon were the two big oh, signings. Oh, they got Corey yeah. Seager. Mm-hmm. Did they they got uh, and John Gray. Uh, they John, got Gray? John Gray. He's opening day starter for them. Uh, really? John Gray is. Uh huh. That's already Atta been announced. Boy. So yeah. That's the Gray Wolf. So yeah, they spent a lot of money this offseason. So they'll be better than they were last year. I don't expect them to be up there with Houston and Seattle to win the division. But if things broke right, maybe a chance of that this year. But they're hoping their jump comes next year and the year after that that they're really competing here. So once Hey, we're less than a week from opening day. It's next Thursday, I yeah. believe, right? Yeah. This is going to be really weird because of the schedule, you know, getting chopped off on the front due to the labor negotiations. The Reds are opening on the road. First time I can ever remember that happening. They are in Atlanta on opening day. Isn't that crazy? I thought this happened uh, once before and you were mad over it. Well, I've been angry About that they no longer ago. play the first game Maybe of the season. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's what it was. I don't remember them ever opening on the road. If they did, it would have been for some crazy reason like this, like a, a labor strike or something, because it's, you know, opening day in Cincinnati is like a baseball tradition, and it used to be that they always threw the first pitch there, and then, uh, and then they've gradually kind of tossed that to the wayside. But they always open at home. But not this year. We'll be in Atlanta. All right, break time. 
Clay Overcash, OU baseball assistant, joins us next. We're talking Red River Showdown. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Sooners and Longhorns tonight. Game one, Globe Life Field. And we are thrilled to be joined now by Sooner assistant coach Clay Overcash. He'll be in the first base coach's box tonight. Cash, good morning. How are you, sir? Good morning, Toby. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for boy, having what, me. Always a joy. Ah, uh, what a, what a game Tuesday night. What a what a win for your club, coach, to be able to rally, especially against a team as as good as those guys. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, our guys showed a lot of resiliency and and just kept at it and you know put together quality at bats and uh, the the the. Pitching uh, did did great holding them at bay, and, and it gave us an opportunity to win. How about that moment for Cade Horton? You've seen, I'm sure, behind the scenes the way he has worked back to get to the point where he can be on the mound again. Um, what was that like to watch him be able to have a successful outing again like that? Oh, it was it was it was awesome. I mean, he's put in his work. He's done his rehab the right way. Uh, I think Skip and and our training staff and doctors have done a great job with a plan not to bring him back too early and let him get uh, let him get settled and going. You know, because for all practical purposes, he's still a he's still just a freshman. I mean, he hasn't played in in a year and a half, almost two years, and you throw COVID in there, and and it's been a while. So. It's been a long time since that kid's played, and to, to come out and do what he's doing is is pretty remarkable. And and uh, what he did the other night is very special. And you know, we hope that uh, he can continue to stay healthy and 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 uh, just push forward from there and gain confidence and and keep rolling. Cash, you've won ten of thirteen. Uh, you've scored at least five runs in all those games. I think the team batting average has jumped about 70 or 80 points in that time frame. What do you credit the offensive surge to? Well, I think, I think anytime, you you know, coach Willis came in a little different offensive mindset. Guys had a lot going, you know, through their heads. Um, Guys were really sped up at the beginning, trying really, really hard. And, uh, you know, now, now everybody's understanding the offensive game plan more and more, kind of understanding their roles, um, slowing down in the box, being able to separate balls from strikes, just just doing those things. And, and Coach Van Hook spent a lot of time, you know, making sure those guys slow down and, and give themselves a chance just to see the baseball. Tell us about what Reggie has brought to the coaching staff uh, and, and to the team this year. Oh well, I think I think his uh, his offensive mind um, with with base running, obviously, you know the knowledge he brought from the uh, from the Yankees and and the analytical side as well. Um, we prepare uh, a lot different than than we have, um, not necessarily for for like us planning on their hitters, but we do a lot more little intricacies to to plan for the opposing team. Uh, which is which I think has helped tremendously. 
Well, you got a you got a big test this weekend. Uh, this Texas team has been incredible at the plate so far this year. They've always been able to pitch it. It seems like. Give me your assessment of the matchup in general with the Longhorns. Well, you you just hit on it. I mean, I, I think offensively, uh, they can play small ball. They can play long ball. Uh, they've got speed. They can still bag. I mean, you know, it's a great test. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I think it's an exciting time. Uh, they always pitch well. Um, you know, uh, they're. It's just going to be. A, it should be a great weekend of baseball. You've got a, uh, a difficult matchup in all three games, but. Uh, the guy that they throw out there tonight, Pete Hansen, left-hander, one of the best in the country. What's important for you guys against him? I, I think it goes back to, you know, stay, staying slow in the box, recognizing recognizing balls from strikes, swinging at quality pitches, um, and, and just applying some pressure to him. I'm curious about being at first base. That That's uh, new to you this year. I'm always curious about the relationship with the first base umpire because a player can have a bang-bang play and feel like the call went the wrong way and be mad for a second but then run back to the dugout. You're stuck with him the rest of the night down there. Do you ever have any you know, interesting give-and-takes with uh, oh, umpires think, down at first base? You, you do, but I think, you know, first and foremost, you know, you just you always try to be professional in all the situations. And, and you know, there are times you bite your tongue and there are times that, that you know, you go down or you may wait wait an inning and, and have a little, little a few words. And, you know, most umpires are real receptive. And, it, and it's all in how you handle it, you know, and, and how you speak and, and how you approach them. Um, you know, I've had some good laughs down there with guys, and we've had some, you know, four to five word sentences that that haven't been probably as pleasant as uh, they should be. But but uh, they say it back, and and they give it back to me, and I give it to them, and it's a give and take down there for sure. What if you encourage a challenge? You know, there's a play you feel like your guy's safe. He was called out. You encourage a challenge and don't win it. Skip give you a hard time or no? No, 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 no. I mean, you know, it's it's uh, it's fifty fifty. A lot of times, you know, I'm I'm banking on looking at our guys, you know, what I see with my eyes, and and trusting that, you know, and and trying to figure out if uh, when he looks at me, if he goes cash, I'm safe. I, I really feel that, or hey, well, let's challenge it. And and you know, a lot of times, uh, a lot of times you're going to be wrong, and a lot, you know, I, it's just a. It's a, it's a give and take there for sure with 50-50 chance. Um, speaking to the guy who doesn't understand baseball as well as you do now, uh, and maybe there's other people out there like me, the running game has been off the charts this year. you got 51 stolen bases as a team. Uh, when you're over there, what all goes into that? Obviously, you're trying to read the, the move of the pitcher. I'm assuming you're timing – to the plate you've got a scouting report on the catcher all that kind of stuff but what's the math that you're going through and you're trying to help that runner with when you've decided whether to go or not it's more so for me at first base it's more so looking at any any type of tendency i can pick up in the pitcher's delivery his move um anything that that may have changed uh 
you know, week to week because teams are starting to understand that we we like to put pressure on. So their guys are changing. They're changing when they pick. They're changing how they pick. They're changing their moves. They're they're doing a lot of things that that you know we may not see on uh, see on video. So what I'm trying to do is is, is just be the eyes and, and be able to help. You know, Coach Van Hook, Coach Willits, uh, with what I'm seeing over there, so I can I can hopefully add a little bit of of, of knowledge to to the run game from that perspective. Isn't that part of the point of it too? I mean, it's great to steal a base, but it's also great to get that pitcher preoccupied with the threat of you stealing a base, so well, that maybe he's not as sharp to home. Right, right. Well, you're causing him to speed up. Uh, you're causing him to be uncomfortable. Uh, you tend to see uh, guys throw a lot more fastballs in those in those situations when when they think you're going to run, when they think they have something on you. They have the they have access to the same information we do. Um, they know when we're going to run in certain counts and and those type things. And and they're going to obviously the pitcher's going to speed up, chance for a fastball to be there, and that's what you know where we can't miss at, at, at the plate either. You know, it's it's a, it's a chess match. You know, it's it's a it really is. It, it's a chess match, and, and and it's a lot of fun. It's just played in the game of baseball. You've been around the game for uh, more than a minute now. Um, for those who don't know, you got an extensive history in Major League Baseball and scouting, and obviously been working here now with with Skip and. Um, before that, even I know with some some uh, working with kids and. Uh, I'm I'm curious about analytics. That's where I'm going here. You've been around the game for a long time. How much do you pay attention or give credit to this kind of new wave of analytics in the sport? Well, I think it I, I think it ultimately you know helps and and has a place in the game, but ultimately it still comes down to the player being able to perform, and uh, you can give them outlines and kind of outliers of of what what's going on, but it's still up to the players to go out and play the game. And, and you know, you still have to prepare them. And, and I think that, 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 that that's just a piece of the puzzle. I mean, it's not, the, it's not the whole puzzle. It's just a piece of it. And I think you can give and take. You don't want to overload guys' minds. You want to keep them, you know, free-moving and athletic as you can. So uh, that's why I think it's better a lot of times that, that we as coaches – kind of understand the analytics a lot more than the players so they can go out and play the game. And we take the analytics and, and look at it and look at matchups, things like that that we can do, and we put that into the game plan. Who's the biggest analytics guy on this staff? Well, I, I would say, uh, I would say you know, obviously Reggie coming from the Yankees and what they – they had and, and bringing some of that to us, I, I would say Reggie would, would be the biggest analytical guy that, that we have. I mean, we were doing bits and pieces of it in years past from the offensive side, um, just not to the extent of what we're utilizing now. And the understanding that all of us have uh, uh, for, you know, analytics looking at things a little bit differently ha- has been outstanding. You know, Skip's used it with our pitching um, for years now. Uh, we look at things. We use – we look at our own analytics – to see where we're at, uh, we do those things. And, and Skip's, Skip's used it, you know, since I've been here, and, and we've had it available. 
Last question, Cash. We'll let you go. Um, this is different this weekend. This is something new. You know, we've seen this in, in football forever, but we've never seen an OU Texas in baseball quite like this. Do you get the sense being around your guys that they're excited about this weekend? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, you know, Texas is an a, a area we recruit from heavily. Um, those kids are excited to go back home. Uh, they're going to have a lot of family and friends come out to the game. Uh, I think, you know, the following the University of Texas has is outstanding in baseball, and, and you know, they're going to bring a lot, of, a lot of fans, and I think it's got a chance to, uh, you know, just bloister into something really, really, uh, really, really special. Uh, in years to come, if if this continues, that that we that we meet midway and 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 play play each other at, at a neutral site, I, I think it has a great chance, and I think it gives baseball a different, you know, another additive that's great for college baseball. OU Texas tonight, game one at six thirty. He'll be in the first base coach's box. Clay over Cash. Cash, thanks, man. Good luck this weekend. Hey, Toby, thank you, and look forward to seeing you, Bob. All right, see you down there. Bye-bye. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, that is a baseball lifer right there. Kind of the the sage, wily veteran in that OU clubhouse. Uh, Cash has been around a bunch of baseball. He got knocked over. I didn't ask him about that, Teach. Do you remember? I don't know if you were watching or not. He got knocked over down in Houston. Uh, I think it was a first baseman chasing a foul ball ran into him. What well, you know what over tea kettle, but he's okay. <laughs> He's okay. Maybe a bruised ego, but that's about it. All right, we'll be back. This OU Coaches interview is brought to you by Landers Auto Group of Norman, proud sponsor of Sooner Athletics. You'll feel good about Landers. T-Row in the morning show. Toby and TJ with you this hour. Brought to you by Saxon Realty Group, 405-361-3380. Ask them about their $8.99 listing fee, how they can put money in your pocket instead of their pocket. They're saving you the cash. SaxonRealtyGroup.com. Com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Let's see here. TJ, did you graduate from Enid High? I'm class of 88 at EHS, and if we had to read it, I don't remember it either. My focus was clearly somewhere else for those formative years. Now, I don't think we did. I, I told someone off the air, someone called saying, ah, it's required reading. We had to read it. Uh, and I, uh, Somebody else texted me that, and I said, I don't think we had to. If we did... Then what I did was, on my break at Homeland, ran over to the aisle with the cliff notes, scanned through it, did my homework, put the uh, cliff notes back on the shelf instead of having to buy it, and uh, turned in my assignment. So I don't think Definitely I had to. Definitely did not have to read 1984 at Newcastle Chrysler High School in Indiana. Yeah, I don't think we did either. Yeah. So yeah, I'm Obviously, you. we're idiots, though. <laughs> Apparently so. Jeez. People are ruthless today. <laughs> this one says you were 11 in 1984 and the Rangers still sucked. <laughs> wow. They, they did. They did. I cannot argue that, you know, through not the 70s really and 80s. People are coming after you today, Teach. That's you fine. think it's because you don't support OU sports and you go to the lake on the weekend? Uh, no, the no, I think that? that's just because it's Cardinal fans and they're scumbags. Oh. Maybe so. Seems harsh. Uh, Toby, I saw where Wyatt Olds is at single A in the Red Sox system. Do you think he has the potential to make the big league club? Well, yes. He's got the stuff. Uh, wicked breaking ball, throws hard. It's hard to get to the big leagues. So, yes, he he is 
He does have the kind of stuff that could get him there, though. Potential, yes. And a lot of those guys in minor. That's what we were talking about earlier with getting to play in a major league ballpark. Tons of guys get drafted and may have the potential, but it's once you're even drafted and you're in that system, it's still hard it's to hard. get there. So, it's hard. Yeah. Potential's there, though. Uh, that movie was horrible. How did we... How did this spin off into that? Why did you even bring up the Mets story? <laughs> yeah, my apologies. If I had line. any God. idea that it would have led to a whole discussion about the book 1984, I would have never brought it up. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Great. With you all drop talking it. about Can we please drop it. No, they're not going to. That's you know our listeners. Great. With you talking about the book 1984, I'm sure on my Facebook, everything else is going to pop up. Uh, are you interested in the book 1984 <laughs> from TV? No. <laughs> hey, I mentioned Wild Peckers earlier, and now Pluckers, which is another wing place in Dallas, is all over my social media this morning. So, yeah, hmm. they're listening. They're listening. Uh, next Thursday is the Masters Thursday, and nothing else. That's what this texter says. Uh, no, it's opening, it opening day. day of baseball. Uh, uh, baseball. Boy, I didn't yeah. think about that. Same day. This one says, hey, Toby, road calories don't count. Eat everything that ends with a salad and don't look at the nutritional facts. Eat everything that ends with salad. <sighs> I get a text oh, from someone in Mustang that says, T-Row, if you would have stayed in Mustang, you would have had to read 1984. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Why do people care about this topic? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, do you know how long ago it was we were in high school? 30 years ago. 31 years ago. I don't know. It must be quite a book. It, well, it it's left made a the giant impact. impression yeah. on people. Yeah. That or Mark Zuckerberg's a listener to the show, and he's just continuously texting in under different numbers. It's one of the two. That could be. That could be. What up, Mark? I, I got to get your who you gots. Big hour next hour. I got to get your who you gots on uh, the Final Four. Uh, we got to chat with Craig Way, voice of the Longhorns, next hour. And when we come back, top of the hour, TJ, today's OTD. It is a Friday on the T-Row in the morning show. Please, no more 1984 discussion. We'll be back.